Nolan Advisory Services LTD and Terra Nolan are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Centers for Disease Control and or any other government agency. This is Nolan Financial Radio with Terra Nolan from Terra Nolan Advisory Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Tara provides her clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan. Hello, and welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Nolan Financial. If you're tuning into the show for the first time and you have a question as we're going through, please feel free to give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242. And definitely visit us online at www.taraenolan.com. And while you're at the website, click on the radio page. You can check out past shows. And you can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. So if you're just new to the show, I think one of the best things you can do to prepare yourself for retirement is to get yourself educated. So please definitely tune into the radio shows. There's a lot of topics we cover. Asking questions, that's the key. How can you ask a good question? So we're going to be talking about uh, coronavirus and some of the things that are going on. But before we jump into that, let me just check in with my amazing co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today? Well, thanks, Tara. I'm doing great now, especially after that intro. Um, but I have to laugh. Um, how can we ask a good question is a good question. <laughs> you just asked a good question. You just asked a good question by asking how you can ask a good question. So uh, I, I thought that was funny. Um, but yeah, I've been great. You know, I'm hunkered down still uh, with the family and we're we're having a good time actually together and working out of the house. I have a home studio where I can I have a walkout basement and I look right out the patio door under the backyard and all that stuff. Tony, your problem is going to be having to go back to work. Yeah. Oh, it's, it <laughs> Why is would you my... go back to the home, the <laughs> office studio? <laughs> well, I, I can do everything from here. I'm, I'm going to try to talk them into saying, hey, I'll just do my job from the home studio. Uh, I can do Tara show uh, every week from the home studio. That's no problem. So uh, I love it. And uh, but I don't love why I'm here. You know what I mean? Uh, obviously, there are well, a lot yeah. of people. It's thrown a lot of businesses and people off in our economy. So in that sense, I just consider myself fortunate, but I, I'm really concerned for others. And this thing has just turned everything upside down, to be honest. And that's frustrating in a lot of ways. But how have you been? You know, Tony, I can't complain because I've actually kind of been teleworking for the past few years. And, you know, I've done that to support my lifestyle of you know, anytime you can get rid of unneeded commute time, you give yourself back almost a couple hours in your day. So, you know, for me, I, I keep busy all day long. So when I can get rid of commute time and then be able to just walk outside when I'm done working and go ride the horses, you know, that's a win for me. So I, Tony, I feel very blessed, uh, especially I feel of empathy for people stuck in small apartments with their young children. Uh, that's hard for everybody. Oh, and, that's got to be tough. 
You know, and that was one of my main babysitting techniques. I'm the oldest of six is every day I'd take all my little brothers out for a long walk and make sure they were good and tired for their nap. (laughs) Exactly. You got to run them ragged so they'll actually rest for a while. That's one of the main parenting techniques that I know. So (laughs) I really have empathy for these parents trying to, you're, you're trying to keep your kids screen time down. And now you're trapped in a situation where you have to keep your sanity as well. Well, yeah, and I have three kids, but they're older, so it's easier, right? Well, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably a little easier to keep your eye on them at this point because they have to stay home. Well, and, you know, um, we're talking today about the CARES Act, right? And, I mean, um, I've been keeping a close eye on the news and what we need to be doing in our day-to-day lives. And I must admit, uh, I'm also looking to the news for some sense that there might be a light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm glad we're talking about the CARES Act today. I can't think of a topic that's going to be more relevant right now. Is it true that this bill has a total price tag, Tara, in the $2 trillion range? You know, it really does, Tony. And let's just take a a moment just for everybody listening to to remind everybody that the CARES Act stands for Coronavirus Aid Relief and Economic Security Act. And so the House and Senate passed the bill with broad support, and then President Trump signed it into law. And Tony, it's really interesting as, you know, looking at the economy, studies have shown that what really makes economies fail is when money stops moving. And so it's really important that we have these aid packages and we keep businesses afloat and let businesses keep their employees paid. But the thing is, Tony, is this is the first time at this level, it's really a global situation is how do we keep money moving and make it happen and what's in the realm of possible? So we're really reaching into, you know, we're always thinking of this, you know, where there's not enough money and paying taxes and all these different ideas. And it's, it's, um, it's a really interesting thing. So I really appreciate it. You're right, Tony. So it started out right now as true trillion dollars. Say that wow. three times fast. Well, two trillion. <laughs> and, and that's real money even to you, right? <laughs> even to me, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, and it's, I, I do have a hard time, Tony, trying to wrap my head around how many people, I mean, our country is huge and everybody, you know, has a need. And so that's that's the start and the, you know signing that bill into law it's it's the largest rescue act in american history so you know it's providing relief to large and small businesses industries individuals or families and so what i'm hoping that we can do tony by the end of the day is for folks listening is they get an understanding of what it is and then the question is right well how do i access it or how do i apply because right. these aid packages are out there but you still have to do the work. You know, nothing's done until the paperwork's done, right? Right. Well, yeah, exactly. And uh, man, two trillion should give us plenty of uh, information to talk about today. What's the first thing that jumps out at you, Tara, about this uh, CARES Act? Well, what I like is one of the biggest elements in this law is that $349 billion has been earmarked to support small businesses so they can maintain their payroll, some of the overhead expenses during this economic emergency. And clearly the goal is to keep as many workers employed as possible. And anyone who owns a small business knows, you know, it takes time to develop the relationships and find the people that you want in your business. And you don't want to have to furlough people or lay people off for a little while. Because guess what, Tony? Good people are going to go find other things to do. That's true. So, That's so true. It's, it's really important. And 
you know, I think we let's get into the details for just a second because it's interesting because like I used to think a small business was like me, myself, but that's really, <laughs> that's a, a very, that's really super small business. You know, a business, nonprofits, veteran organizations or tribal business, they can receive a small business interruption loan of two and a half times their average monthly, monthly payroll up to a maximum of 10 million. So Tony, small business is still talking in the $10 million range. So they wow. have to have fewer than 500 employees. They need to have more than 500 employees and they may still qualify, but it has to be looked at if they have fewer than 500 employees per location or they're a food service or accommodation business. So it's also important to note, Tony, that for a lot of businesses, most or all of that $10 million loan is going to be forgivable, wow. which is hugely important, right? Because if you're getting a $10 million loan that you have to pay back, uh, Tony, how many businesses even make $10 million, much less have to pay that back? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so uh, the fact that these loans are forgivable if you meet the requirements is pretty amazing. But I'm sure the CARES Act says something about how that money has to be used, right? Well, sure, Tony, right? Because you want everybody to be good stewards of the money and make sure it's getting, and this is always the challenge, right? Because in Congress, they have a an idea of who they want to help. And then you have to be careful and craft the the rules so that the money tries to get to where you want it to go because people are people, right? So Tony, some people are going to be very good stewards, but there's always going to be people that are pushing the boundaries to go, what, what, you know, what can I get away with? So the loans are supposed to be used for things like payroll benefits, interest payments, rent and utilities. The, the fees can be waived and collateral and personal guarantees aren't required because I mean, who can do a personal guarantee for 10 million? Not too many people. And then payments are going to be deferred for at least a minimum of six months and up to a year, and there aren't any prepayment penalties. So this is always interesting to me, Tony. I had to ask my mom about this. I'm like, what's a prepayment penalty? Well, Tara, actually, uh, no, what What are prepayment penalties? So obviously, uh, there, if you take money out, uh, you there's like a, a penalty of like 10%. That's what you're talking about? No, it was interesting. And I didn't know this, but there used to be like, especially with car loans and home loans, prepayment penalties, Tony, that you couldn't pay back your loan oh, early. Oh, okay. So because, it's when you make a payment on a loan, uh, if you paid early or tried to pay it off early, you'd actually pay a penalty. Exactly. So uh. it, there's, I, I really like, there's always things going on with our economy and the way money moves to try to protect consumers. So sure. good news there. And it was just, there's things, you know, you take for granted. You know, we have the generation now that's never had a, a, a landline phone with a, a dial. <laughs> right. <laughs> so You and I have, though. Uh, oh, yeah. We had a party line when I was a kid. So oh, my grandparents had I'm, that, yeah. I'm starting to become one of the generation that knows things that the kids don't know. When did that happen? <laughs> yeah, wait, we're getting older? I, I don't age, Tara. You know that. Exactly. So, and then Tony, but this bill also includes $10 billion in emergency grants for small businesses, private nonprofits, sole proprietorships, agricultural co-ops, and employee-owned firms. So these grants can be converted into advances on the forgivable loans that they've already discussed. Ah, so, and it seems like this bill might be something of a lifeline then for a lot of people and businesses out there. And I know there's something out there called the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program or the EIDL. Uh, that's been around for a while. Does that does the CARES Act change anything about that? I think I heard it does. Well, I would think of it. I've heard it described best, Tony, as it, it enhances this program. 
So the CARES Act will enhance the EIDL program with $10,000 emergency relief payments for small businesses that have been affected by the coronavirus. And these loans don't have to be repaid. So that essentially makes them grants. And small businesses, Tony, can apply for these loans of up to $200,000 without personal guarantees. Wow. And, and you know, another thing, another aspect to all of this and the coronavirus, COVID-19, countless news reports are talking about the unemployment and how that's skyrocketed since this whole thing upended our lives. What does the CARES Act do for people who might be out of work right now? Well, Tony, I'm really glad you brought this up because millions of Americans are struggling right now. And thankfully, that CARES Act does offer some degree of relief for unemployed people right now. So this bill does extend both eligibility and payment amounts to the unemployed. And it also significantly increases who's eligible for unemployment benefits. Because, Tony, people want to work. People, for the most part, do not yes. want to stay home and twiddle their thumbs. So, But we need to help people get their food, clothing, and shelter needs because it makes all of us more safe, right? You don't want your neighbor down the road not being able to feed their kids. Yeah. Oh, no. And, and uh, expanding benefits to people like gig workers or contract laborers, uh, independent contractors, that's a big change. And I think it's warranted as well. Uh, those people are going to need the help and they normally... Uh, can't get it. Uh, what else can you tell us about how the new bill offers help to the unemployed? Well, it's starting to provide benefits to people who weren't previously eligible because, Tony, before we've had this kind of an emergency, this whole gig economy is really fairly new. So it it's is. really important yeah. that Congress is looking and saying, you know what, we have this whole new economy that didn't exist before. And so we need to figure out how to, to take care of these people. Yeah. So this bill is going to cover the contractors and self-employed people who whose benefits have already run out or these part-time workers, you know, that don't have, have the benefits. So, you know, you should really note that the bill exempts those who can continue working remotely and are already using paid or sick leave. But I mean, that makes sense, Tony, right? Because like I'm still working for the Pentagon right now because I can telework and I have the situation. So of course I'm working. Yeah. You know, and I wouldn't look for benefits when I have the ability to work. So I mean, yeah. a lot of this is common sense, Tony, but obviously for every rule that's out there, there's someone who created the reason for it. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, we do have to take a quick break, though, before we continue this conversation. Is there anything you want to add before the break, Tara? Well, Tony, I just want to add that you know, if you're listening to the show and you've got the time at home, Chris and I are still setting aside 20 complimentary appointments for the first 20 callers that are ready to sit down and, and take a look at their financial plan, especially right now, depending on your situation, you may still be working or you may be having questions about how do you organize your retirement. And, you know, this is a good time as any because these are things that can happen in life. We always talk about, Tony, that if we had a crystal ball, life would be easier. But <laughs> this is one of those times where you're like, you want to make sure you have an emergency fund and you want to make sure you have these plans in place. So, Tony, Chris and I have set aside those complimentary appointments. So if you're interested in creating your plan for taking action, the number is 719-210-4242. All right. Sounds good, Tara. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more insight into how the CARES Act may affect your financial strategy here on Nolan Financial Radio with our host, Tara Nolan. Hello, this is Tara Nolan of Nolan Financial, and I want to tell you about a very special event we are hosting this fall. Chris and I are going to be offering our one-day financial planning workshop. It starts with a seminar to talk about your financial health. Then we will have activities on goal setting, budgeting, knowing how much you need, helpful tips, and more. All for no cost. 
I would like to offer our listeners the opportunity to attend 719-210-4242. And welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Nolan Financial. If you'd like more information about what you're hearing on the show, please feel free to give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242. And definitely visit us online at www.taraenolan.com. While you're at the site, be sure to click on the radio page. You can check out past shows and you can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play or Spotify. This page is going to provide you with previous shows and a number of topics that may be of interest because getting educated so that you can ask good questions is what it's all about. So today we have been breaking down the recently signed CARES Act and discussing how it will affect America's businesses and workers. Yeah. Well, and like most federal bills, uh, large bills, uh, the CARES Act, it's a bit of a maze and kind of a cluster. <laughs> There's a lot of rules and regulations. Well, and the stand- government put it together. <laughs> right. Uh, rules, regulations, standards, uh, and whatnot. But I think you've done a good job breaking it down so far. And as I've done my own reading about the bill, I've seen references to changes in taxes and, of course, tax credits that 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 uh, you know supplement check or that um, you know uh, benefit check that's being sent out that everybody's talking about can you tell us more about that well yeah tony i sure can because i think that we've done a pretty good job so far of wading through this door stopper of a bill <laughs> um, but you know i think one of the things we try to do tony is we try to break things down simply enough so you can wrap, wrap your head around it and understand what's happening yeah and so, I meant to say st- stimulus was the word I was looking for, the stimulus checks, the relief package stimulus check. Yeah. Right, right. So, you know, thanks to the CARES Act, a lot of people have gotten a check from the federal government, those one-time payments of $1,200, and uh, married people were getting $2,400. So, you know, that's going to that's gonna help a lot. The challenge, Tony, is for folks that live paycheck to paycheck or are not necessarily super good at handling money in that way, it's going to be a bit of a challenge, but it's a good yeah. start. Yeah, So true. Um, you know, the numbers that we're discussing in this episode have really come from, there's good articles on Investopedia.com is one of the places I do like to, to kind of search through. And there's an article there titled, Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act. What's in the $2 trillion Corona stimulus bill? So if you go to Investopedia, that's a good place where if you want to do a little extra reading after the show. Yeah. One of the things I've been really curious about uh, that I think is also going to have relevance for our listeners today is what the bill means for borrowing from a retirement plan. Uh, What can you tell us about that? Well, Tony, this is another really critical point. And actually, we've been helping a lot of our clients through these things right now. So the CARES Act allows people to take special disbursements and loans from their tax-advantaged retirement funds of up to $100,000 without any tax penalties. Oh, wow. So that's huge, Tony, right? For the people that are not 59 and a half yet? Yep, that is. And and it's also going to waive the required minimum distribution rules and individual account and as well as the 10% penalty, right? Because if you usually if you take money before you're 59 and a half, you have to pay a 10% penalty. So uh, essentially, Tony, what the government is saying is because of the circumstances, we're going to let you have access to your money because it makes sense, right? It's nice to see the government using common sense sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. And I, I think it's a, a good time to also remind people out there, remind our audience, Tara, that before they do anything, with their retirement funds or strategies, 
uh, or investments, like especially IRAs, 401ks, 403bs and the like, or their pensions, uh, they really need to talk to an experienced and trusted financial professional like yourself, uh, like you and Chris, uh, because uh, of like things like tax implications and uh, things like, uh, you know, you don't want to damage your retirement income and make the wrong move that could cost you. And speaking of taxes, are there any tax implications for businesses with the CARES Act? Well, Tony, I love it that you're, you've brought up the tax implications because, you know, with setting yourself up for success in retirement, it's, it's not about how much you make so much as how much you get to keep. And that's what it's all about with taxes, right? Is you don't want to do anything illegal, but you do want to take advantage of hanging on to your money as much as you're allowed to. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. you know, there absolutely are. The CARES Act is one of the things it's doing is for businesses, the bill is creating a new employment. Let me say this quickly. Employee retention credit against employment taxes. And the reason for this, Tony, is the government wants to encourage businesses to retain and pay their workers so that way they don't have to suspend or put people out of work. So uh, that's a good common sense situation is we're going to say, sure. hey, hey, business, go ahead and you know keep taking care of your workers. And then we're going to give you a tax break on the other side. Ah, well, so, and, and I think that's really important. And it, it's a lot to take in all of this. But uh, when you think about uh, the scope of this, I, I mean, uh, the size and the scope of the CARES Act combined with the fact, as we've mentioned, that Congress and the government historically hasn't gotten much of anything done quickly. Uh, the speed with which this bill was drafted, then sent to the president, then signed into law, it's really remarkable, isn't it? Well, it is, Tony. And I and this is one thing I, I'm glad because I think we have kind of gotten away in this country from remembering we're all Americans first. Yeah. Your politics is second. But and that's one of the things, unfortunately, is a crisis like this can tend to bring us all together as yeah. people and American citizens. So I, I really it's it's nice to see that Congress is stepping up and saying, you know what, let's take care of everybody first and then we'll worry about politics yeah. later. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So what do you have next for us? Well, the next thing is the bill does have a lot to say about health care, right? Right. You know, the, this country is still struggling with trying to figure out. You know, how do we how do we take care of people? We're a first world country. And I think everybody would agree that, you know, if a kid breaks their arm, they should be able to get that fixed. Yeah. But it's it's the question is just like, how do we do it? Yep. So one of the things I really like is this bill is going to increase payments to healthcare providers by one hundred billion dollars through a combination of programs, including Medicare reimbursements, grants and other direct payments. And that really is smart, Tony, because in the military, when we go into a combat zone, you get hazard pay. And I was just we were just talking about the other day is how is it that our frontline health care providers, they should be getting some kind of hazard pay because they are going to the front line and exposing themselves to potentially getting this this virus. Yeah. Yeah. Those frontline workers uh, really do need that support. And, and I'm glad there's things in there that will help with that, at least. Uh, and, you know, this has really been an eye opening look uh, at this whole thing and, and what it means for our listeners um, and we should continue this talk. I mean, we've been talking about the CARES Act, and this is going to impact tens of millions of Americans out there, either directly or indirectly. And as you've already pointed out, the bill spells out relief for large and small businesses, individual workers, as well as uh, some general rules uh, changing uh, to borrow from your retirement plan. Um, what do you have next for us from the bill? 
Well, one of the things, Tony, that the bill does is it, it really does relax some of the laws. So Medicare payment regulations and drug approval rules to allow some more flexible response to the coronavirus and its fallout. And as with any other major piece of legislation, it does create some new rules. So it's going to require health insurers to cover coronavirus testing. And this is like an has been an ongoing discussion in the country for a long time, right, Tony, that one of the best things you can do is prevention. So eating right, staying healthy, eat your vegetables. Wow. And, and so I think that makes sense. If we have our health insurers covering the coronavirus testing, it helps get ahead of the curve versus waiting until people are so sick they have to come in and, and uh, be put on ventilators or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the healthcare aspect of it, and you mentioned Medicare, uh, that's really huge because a, a lot of people are depending on that and, and definitely need that. So what's next uh, that you want to talk about with this bill? Well, Tony, the thing that next to consider is how is this bill going to seek to improve the current economic stability? You know, by this, Tony, we mean like, you know, you see how the market goes up and down with uncertainty and and people don't know if they're going to be in work or they don't know what they can do. So it really is a challenge to go. How do we keep things as normal as possible while we're still being smart about keeping the right social distancing and doing those things? So this bill is going to allocate $500 billion in targeted loans and guarantees to a plethora of industries. Here's a big wow. word for you. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's good that it, it provides uh, some to that. That's interesting. Yeah, so it's going to do like $25 billion for passenger airlines, $4 billion to cargo, air cargo carriers. And Tony, you got to think about these things are important because this is part of how we get our food, right? Yeah. It all comes back to food. At yep. least, you know, we haven't talked about pizza yet today, but <laughs> it's yeah, all we about need we... those air cargo carriers to bring in the, the, the sauce and the dough, right? Exactly. So this is a, a very stressful situation, but it is amazing at this point that we can still go to the grocery store yeah. and get food that. So That's we are still we're still doing OK at that point. Yep. And then, Tony, another four hundred fifty four billion has been allocated for a program and lending facilities that are operated by the Federal Reserve to support all these businesses as well as states and the municipalities. So. Right. You know, it's, there's a lot of important things about stabilizing the economy and keeping things moving and keeping the money moving. So this bill is really trying to do a lot. Well, it is. And uh, hopefully it's achieving at least some of that. And the money is getting to where it needs to. That's always a concern as well. Um, but I think before people out there uh, make any decisions based on you know what we've talked about, they need to get a second opinion. This isn't the time to go it alone. This is a time to really look at where your financial strategy is at or get a plan in place. We're out of time for today's episode, but let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you and set up that complimentary, even a virtual consultation online, right? Absolutely, Tony. We are just doing all the first uh, appointments right now online just because why not? So for those folks listening today that have questions about the strategy for income and retirement and basically, Tony, how are you going to spend the money that you have? What are the smartest decisions about how you're going to do things? I definitely encourage you to visit my website at www.taraenolan.com. And Tony, folks should call the office, call Chris and I at 719-210-4242 to discuss how we be may be able to help you and answer your questions and address your concerns because tony what at the end of the day it's all about helping people prepare for retirement because 
that's what we all do. We, we want to live together, work together, help each other, and then enjoy retirement. Right. That's what it's all about. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Nolan Financial Radio with our host, Tara Nolan. Join us soon for another episode of Nolan Financial Radio. Take care, and we'll talk with you next time. Thank you for listening to Nolan Financial Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Tara Nolan at Tara Nolan Advisory Services. Call 719-210-4242 or visit the website at TaraEnolan.com. Tara Nolan and Tara Nolan Advisory Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.